0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Most of us look back on our childhood with fond memories. After all, it's a time with no responsibilities. Just movies, cartoons, and pure, unadulterated fun. But deep down, maybe, it wasn't all rose-tinted love and laughter. And here are some hard truths to prove it. You're listening. You're listening to this. You may be amazed. Whoa. It was the morning of January 28, 1986, when the world watched on in horror as NASA's prized space shuttle Challenger rocket exploded and broke apart in midair just 73 seconds after it set off on course to orbit the Earth. The disaster tragically took the lives of seven crew members, including Krista McAuliffe, a social studies teacher who beat out 11,000 other applicants hoping to be the first civilian in space. But what if I told you one of those potential space cadets was none other than Sesame Street's larger-than-life educational puppet, Big Bird? Carol Spenny, Big Bird's creator and puppeteer, was the first person approached to board the shuttle alongside its official crew as part of NASA's mission to launch ordinary people into space. A new program called the Space Flight Participation Program was designed in the early 1980s to get the general public excited about space travel, and the lovable Yellow Canary was considered a perfect fit to get kids on board. Thankfully, Big Bird never donned his spacesuit, as Spinney still maintains that the bird's 8-foot-2 height became a minor hitch in the plan. But just think how close the Children of America were to watching their favorite TV character go up in flames live on air. Next up, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Whether you were a diehard fan or not, there's no denying that they played an important part in childhoods across the globe. These colorful spandex clad superheroes have been represented by various actors over the years, but just how much do you know about the people behind the costumes? The cast members of the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and its subsequent reincarnations have been steeped in a long history of tragedy since they first hit our screens in 1993. David Yost, who played Billy the Blue Ranger, has revealed that he was the subject of homophobic bullying on set, which led him to volunteer himself for gay conversion therapy after leaving the show in 1996. Thankfully, he has since come to accept his sexuality and uses his own experience to benefit others just like him. Also, in a macabre twist, the Red Ranger of the 2002 version, played by Ricardo Medina Jr., pleaded not guilty in 2017 to attacking and fatally injuring his roommate with a sword, taking his old role a tad too seriously, perhaps. Meanwhile, the original Green Ranger, Tommy Oliver, played by Jason David Frank, was an MMA star with a 100% win ratio that tragically took his own life in November 2022. Nowadays, a ranger's reunion wouldn't even be possible because the original Yellow Ranger, Twai Trang, tragically died in a car accident at the young age of 27, adding to the popular belief that there was a real-life Power Ranger curse. Though the next popular culture icon improved the lives of so many, his personal life was a bit tumultuous. Theodore Geisel, otherwise known as Dr. Seuss, is one of the world's most loved children's authors responsible for the creation of a whole host of iconic childhood characters from the Cat in the Hat to the Grinch. His own lack of children has led some to believe that Seuss actually disliked kids, and although his indifference remains unproven, his personal life was still far from perfect. Geisel was married to his first wife Helen Palmer, who was suffering from cancer when he met and fell in love with the already married Audrey Stone Diamond beginning a scandalous affair. Diamond divorced her husband to be with Geisel, while Helen struggled to cope and eventually resolved to take her own life by overdosing on barbiturates in October 1967. In a heartbreaking letter, Helen wrote, I cannot conceive of life without you, and even decided to protect her husband's much-loved reputation by proposing, my going will leave quite a rumor, but you can say I was overworked and overwrought. Sometimes think of the fun we had all through the years. The following summer, Seuss and Audrey Diamond became married and his scandalous past was kept buried, upholding his image as the ever-rhyming joyful children's writer. Now, The Wizard of Oz is one of the most universally known movies of all time. It shows up on TV every Christmas, it has spawned the popular West End spinoff Wicked, and its cast of quirky characters are a true staple of popular culture. Although the 1939 Technicolor film adaptation became instantly iconic and received six Academy Award nominations, you are aware of the horrendous treatment many of its actors endured behind the scenes. The main character of The Wizard of Oz, of course, is not The Wizard, but Dorothy. While the role may have been perfect for the young and incredibly talented Julie Garland, her experience on set was far from it. To make 17-year-old Garland appear as childlike as possible, she was forced to wear a restricting corset during filming and her weight was regulated by putting her on a diet of chicken soup, cigarettes, and coffee. MGM Studios even ran garland-like clockwork by giving her PEP pills to work her 16 hours a day and administering sleeping pills when they wanted her to rest. This horrible experience no doubt impacted Garland's later life as she attempted to end her own life around 20 times during her third 13 year marriage, eventually dying from an accidental barbiturate overdose while penniless and aged just 47. Dorothy's pals also suffered greatly due to a variety of oversights during filming, which would never pass movie standards today. The infamous suit worn by Burt Lahr, who played the lovable cowardly lion, was made from real lion skin and hair and weighed in at around 90 pounds, making filming so uncomfortable that two assistants had to dry the suit each night after excessive sweating. Meanwhile, the original 10-man, Buddy Ebsen almost died after inhaling dangerous aluminum dust from the toxic body paint which collapsed his lungs, hospitalizing him and putting him out of the role, which was then handed to Jack Haley. Using toxic materials for filming didn't seem to be a major concern for MGM though, as the fake snow used in the infamous poppy scene was actually 100% industrial grade asbestos. The Scarecrow wasn't so safe either, as the facial prosthetics used to create his iconic look left visible marks on Roy Bolger's face for over a year. Oh, and did I mention he was supposed to be romantically involved with Dorothy in the original script? Also, Margaret Hamilton's unforgettable performance as the Wicked Witch of the West was considered so scary that many of her scenes were left on the cutting room floor, but it doesn't compare to the horror she experienced herself on set. Her lime green skin might be iconic now, but the face paint used stained Hamilton for weeks, and the chemical mix involved was so toxic that she couldn't eat solid foods and was forced onto a temporary liquid diet during production. As if that wasn't enough, while filming her exit from Munchkinland, Hamilton's dress, broom, and hat went up in flames, leaving her with third-degree burns to the face and hands, causing her to take six weeks of medical leave. She returned to filming under one condition, no more pyrotechnics. The Lion King is a beloved childhood tale, and the recent live-action reboot attempted to make the story as believable as possible by representing the characters as true-to-life animals. Taking the plot a little too literally has proved problematic for some online speculators, though, who have come to the realization that the budding relationship between Simba and Nala would likely be a product of incest. This unsavory thought is a result of the natural dynamic of real-life lion prides, which usually only have one mature male, meaning that Mufasa is probably Nala's father. Alternatively, she could be Scar's child, which would still make the young cubs cousins. If that wasn't enough, one cruel-hearted soul has even pointed out that, as the average lifespan of a lion in the wild is 15 years, real-life Simba would have died way back in 2009. It isn't just animals of the cartoon kind who are capable of hitting you right in those childhood feels, and the case of the real-life Flipper from the popular 60s show is a true soul-crusher. As with many long-standing shows featuring real animals, Flipper was a role filled by five different trained dolphins during the show's three-year run, and one of the most loved aquatic creatures named Kathy met a tragic end. Kathy had been living out her retired life in isolated captivity when she began showing signs of onset depression as a result of her reduced quality of life. So she took things into her own hands, or fins, I guess. Kathy is said to have swum into the arms of her former TV trainer, Rick O'Berry, one last time before deliberately stopping her breathing and allowing herself to sink to the bottom of the tank, taking her own life. What? I'm not crying. You are. Now to more recent Kids TV. You might remember Mr. Mosby, the goofy yet uptight manager of the Tipton Hotel and the Disney Channel smash hit Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, featuring twins Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Bill Lewis first appeared as the fan-favorite character in 2005 and went on to portray Mr. Mosby in the spin-off series The Sweet Life and Deck, as well as in episodes of That's So Raven, Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, and more. So what could possibly be so corrupting about this childhood hero? Well, in 1991, Lewis was arrested and charged for homicide and driving drunk after he was responsible for the death of a 21-year-old woman while three times over the limit for legal intoxication. Lewis was given five years in prison, but his sentence was reduced to one year following his influential work with a prison-based theater group. Nevertheless, it's unlikely you will ever view Mr. Mosby in the same nostalgic light. Never mind no running in the halls. If you watch Zack and Cody on Disney, you probably watched lots of Nickelodeon shows as well. Nickelodeon is remembered for a whole host of nostalgic shows, but also for its trademark green slime, which was used in various shows as well as the Kids' Choice Awards, where all manner of celebs were slimed while the audience laughed hysterically. The iconic green slime originated on the show Double Dare and has been marketed like crazy throughout the years. There was even slime ketchup and slime green cereal. The most popular form of good old Nick Slime was the kid's toy nicknamed Gak, a sort of silly putty that became very popular in the 90s. But despite being a nightmare to get out of carpets, what could be so damning about this colorful goo? In an interview in 2013, Double Dare game show host Mark Summers has explained the origins behind this seemingly nonsense name. And it's definitely not what you'd expect from a product mass-marketed to kids. It turns out kids were begging their parents for the product of an inside joke by a Philly-based production team who named the slime after the local street name for a Class A drug. If anything, there's a missed opportunity here to encourage kids to just say no to GAC. Finally, did you know most nursery rhymes are horrifying? Even though they are pretty universally known, and if you hadn't been taught them while growing up at home or school, you've probably heard them somewhere, they mostly sound like child-pleasing nonsense to our adult ears but what if some of these joyful jingles had a more sinister meaning? Take this little piggy went to market, for example. How many of us imagine a little piggy going off to the local market to pick up some veggies for his other piggy friends? This rosy image certainly isn't beyond the realm of childhood possibility, but looking back, it's more likely the pig in question is being taken to the farmer's market to be slaughtered. Meanwhile, his friends all await similar fates. One stayed home, as it wasn't quite his time yet. One was forced to eat roast beef to fatten him up, Another was already fat enough and had none. And oh, that wee-wee-weeing all the way home? That'll be the pig squealing in terror while being carted off. And what about the catchy tune of Ring Around the Rosie? Well, I hate to break it to you, but that one's about the Black Death. It's thought the rhyme dates back to medieval Europe at a time that was rife with outbreaks of bubonic plague, and its dark origins are reflected in the not-so-innocent lines. Allow me to break it down. The ring around the rosy itself refers to a red ring like rash, which was a common symptom of the plague, while a pocket full of posies were herbs carried to ward off the smell of disease. All that a tishewing, a tishewing represents the sneezing associated with the illness and the ending where they all fall down? Well, I'll let you figure that one out for yourself. Now, if your childhood isn't ruined yet, I'd recommend taking a listen at the episode about the scariest Disney theories. Thanks for listening to this podcast, and I'll see you next time you want to be amazed.